What's up, KMIH? It's Career Spotlight time. I'm Joey Lurie, and I'm here with Mr. McClellan, who is probably one of the most involved behind-the-scenes, get-things-done teachers at this school. <laughs> and I'm going to learn more about the specifics of what that means. So let's begin with what do you do? What is your job title? Oh, I have multiple. First off, thank you for having me. I, this is such an honor to be interviewed. Um, I have multiple job titles and job responsibilities, and that just is because we work for a small district. So those of us that are in this role tend to have lots and lots of hats. So my big my big role is the title is CCR coordinator, mm-hmm. which I can get to a little bit more. And then I'm also a classroom teacher in the business and marketing pathway here at the high school. And then I'm also the manager of our district band program. So those are my, th- my three broad titles. I also am involved um, as a DECA advisor, which right now is taking up a lot of time. Yes. So <laughs> that's what I do. Like she said, we'll get into it later, but for those who don't know, CCR is Career and College Readiness, which is radio, was one of those classes. And also with DECA, right. I'm actually qualified, so we are going to internationals at the end of April, Yes, which is in Georgia, which is so exciting. Yeah, the tickets, just we just got tickets to Six Flags, which is one of the so events exciting. we get to go to in addition to they, they have to take massive tests and they have to present to judges. I mean, they've got a lot of work they have to do, but we're, we're going to slide some fun in there, too. Yeah, so. I'm so excited. <laughs> so going off of that, do you have a favorite oh boy position that... like out of those ones? Do you have one that you okay, prefer over the other? That's like asking me what my favorite chocolate is. Um, I love them all. They're all so different. And I think the best part of all of it is it touches so many different types of students' lives and different groups of students. So mm-hmm. I, I just get to enjoy everybody where they're at. I love our band kids. <laughs> they're so terrific. And our DECA kids, oh my gosh, sometimes I just... They terrify me because I that's just need so to... <laughs> true though. The different there's like oh, yeah. it's different groups of yep. kids who do those things. Yep. So that's a cool and variety. I get I get to get my fingers in. You know, I'm just involved with all this. So I'm I'm with the horticulture kids and I'm with the computer science kids and the robotics kids and the business. I mean, it's just it's really wonderful to be able to spend time with all these different types of of people and just enjoy them. So so I don't think I have a favorite in terms of programs. I have a favorite part of all the programs, which is the students. Absolutely, oh. hands down. So I'm sure with all those different positions, it's different, but what does an average day look like? Really good question. I don't have an average day. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> but I will share, and I'm lucky this way, and, and it's just I think it's just me, is I really don't like ever being bored. I can't imagine see, being at the same job every day doing the same thing. My job allows me to be in buildings, all our buildings across our district. I get to be in different programs. I get to be with different people. Every day is a little bit different. And it it is exciting and fun. Sometimes it's overwhelming, particularly when when maybe two programs collide. So so in the you know, example right now, we're doing we're planning for international DECA to Atlanta, but then I'm also planning a jazz band trip to Spokane on Friday oh, to wow. uh, compete in the Mead Festival over there. So sometimes there's some collisions, uh, and then it can be a little crazy, but. Every day is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I, I know I, I probably drive people crazy because I don't think everybody can actually find me. Um, <laughs> I'm across buildings and I'm across this building and in at Crest and all yeah. over the place. So I, I don't think people can really pin me down, which is also a super strength, too. I, I like that as well, that nobody really knows where I am. So. so did you always know that you wanted to be a teacher and work with kids? 
So really good question. And it sort of ties into the, the CCR department. So mm -hmm. college and career readiness is, is the largest of my assignments. So that's the biggest part. And, and college and career readiness for all of those of us out there that were, are perhaps old, <laughs> older than, than Joey here, um, that comes out of vocational education. And uh, it was rebranded in the early 2000s to career and technical education. And then Mercer Island, along with some of our area districts, further rebranded to career and um, college and career readiness because many of our students go on to college. And so we do a lot of talk about majors. And these are all of the courses that have some industry connection and some skills or applied applied knowledge experience. So it's computer science classes, it's horticulture, it's biotechnology, it's radio, it's all of these courses which are fun and exciting. So all steeped in, in exploring your career. So back to your question, when I was in high school, I, I did a lot of educational things. You know, I was a ski instructor, I was a preschool assistant during the summers, obviously babysat a ton. Um, but I really thought I was going to be a mechanical engineer. Oh. <laughs> and so I love physics. I do love physics. I love physics, really love math. And so I was accepted into, at that, I don't know if it still exists, but there was a 3-2 program with Occidental and Caltech. So you went to Occidental for three years and got a bachelor's in physics. And then you went to Caltech for two years and you got a, a master's in uh, mechanical engineering. And so that, I was, that was my program. And after the first year, freshman year, I didn't like physics. I didn't like calculus. And I came home and basically just melted down. It's yeah. like, my life plan, it's over. Bless my parents because we did, it was a, a career exploration assessment type of thing that they did. And I was off the charts in terms of interests and skills in education. I mean, off wow. the charts. And and looking back over what I did in in high school and junior high, junior high school, I should have seen it. That's exactly what I gravitated to. It was what I was good at. And so after that, went back sophomore year and never looked back. I knew that education was the place for me. And it is so rewarding. It's super hard. It is super hard, mm -hmm. but it is so rewarding. And it makes me happy when I hear young people, you know, people that kids that I'm teaching interested and excited about education because it is a phenomenal career. And mm -hmm. I, I know there's there's lots of pop popular media sort of assessments of it. It doesn't pay a lot. It's really stressful. And and there there can be truth in all that. It also is, it's wonderful. You never doubt the importance of what you're doing. So yeah. I go to work every day and I know even even on my worst day, I know I'm doing something that's making the world, my little corner of the world, just a little bit better. And then back to what I said before, I'm never bored, ever bored. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's exciting awesome. and fun. And and I get to be part of these kids' lives for just, you know, the heartbeat that they are here and at, you know, in our school mm -hmm. district. And um, it's so satisfying. That's what's so interesting. And here on Mercer Island, I know the mentality is really go to college, mm -hmm. like know what you're doing, get a good job. Which is so interesting because so many people go to college and then decide that what they went for isn't what they want to do at mm -hmm. all. It's so important to go in with an open mind. Yeah, yeah. I think and and I think that attached to your to your assessment is I think a lot of not even just students. I think also some of our adults when they talk to our students is that that there's a straight path. You're mm -hmm. going to step one, you graduate from high school. Step two, you go to college. Step three, you graduate. Step th four, you get a job, and then you're being that job for you know 50 years. And if you talk to anybody that's ever been out in the world, all of our career paths take left turns and right turns and then a door closes and a window opens. And, and if you'd ask most people, 
you know, where you are now, if this is what they predicted when they were in high school, they'd say no. Mm-hmm. But it just is sort of like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm in the right place. You hope. You hope you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So going off of like the Mercer Island kind of expectations, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you what your favorite and least favorite oh boy. aspects of Mercer Island are. Least favorite. There is super high expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a positive, too. You know, the high school I taught at prior to here, the conversation was if, if you're going to college. And the conversation here is which college. And yeah. that, that's really a different conversation. And it changes, it colors everything. And so here it's, you know, it's which college. And so very high expectations. And I'd, I'd apply this not just with students, but also parents. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the parent community, it's, you know, you're constantly feeling a pressure. You're not doing enough. You know, my child isn't in select soccer. What am I doing wrong? You know, there, there's a yeah. lot of pressure you know, it's self-imposed, and but it is this perception of, of trying to stay caught up. And I think that would be, again, that's one of the reasons why we have an amazing student body here. Mm-hmm. And they, they come to school ready to learn. And that makes, as a teacher, that's a joy. So there are some positives out of that. Out of that but I think that that can be really toxic. Yes. If it's if it's not balanced with a message again, both to parents and to you know students, that just taking a breath every day is awesome, and you are Mm -hmm. you are worth you have tons of worth, and you are a great person. And you know the number of conversations I've had with parents when they're worried, and I said you're doing a great job being a parent, and they're like, oh. And I said, you are doing a great job. And, and you know, just to hear that or, or try to absorb that. So I think that's that would be my negative. Okay. And then um, let's pick, I know you're going to have so many <laughs> positives. So let's pick like absolute favorite things about here. I really enjoy it. So Mercer Island, unfortunately, does have a reputation, uh, you know, socioeconomically. Mm-hmm. I think we have that reputation. And, and in some cases, deservedly so. We're very lucky about, you know, where we live and how we live. So acknowledging that. But I think my favorite thing is that... By and large, and, and I'm talking really about the family, you know, the people with kids in, in the school system, and but I, it applies to pretty much everybody, is that all of us made a decision to move onto this island because of our kids. And, mm-hmm. and that's nuanced. I, you know, just stay with me on this because it kind of is, when I explain it to people, they're like, oh, you're so lucky you live for, for a rich di- in a rich district. I'm like, that's really not what happened, mm-hmm. is that, you know, my husband and I bought a house on Mercer Island that is ridiculously overpriced. Mm-hmm. You could go 20 minutes out I-90 or go north or go south. And the level of house that we could buy is just off the charts. But we chose, he and I, along with so many parents on this island, to purchase a house that was frankly substandard for what we were paying. And the reason we did it is because we are like uber kid focused. And every school district has uber kid focused parents that that exists. But the the percentage of parents on this island that made arguably their largest financial transaction through the lens of, of their children getting them into a school district is larger here. Uh, yeah, and I, that's very, ex- very clear. Exactly. Here. And so that plays that plays out over the whole course of the school system. When we have curriculum nights here at the high school, mm-hmm. we, run out, we run out of seats in the classrooms because both parents show up yeah. or both partners show up. We, yep. we never, Mercer Island, we don't struggle to get DECA judges. Mm-hmm. I, we, we get more than we need and other school districts struggle. So I think from my personal, both as a parent and then also as a teacher and then also working with this district is having 
people that support education, believe in education, and will do pretty much anything to support their kids in education is is our greatest strength. Yeah, that's seen everywhere here. I don't think I've ever seen a parent with a kid on this island who doesn't just care so much about them. Maybe a little bit too much, like (laughs) we're saying. Sometimes too much, yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing part here. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I can't wait to get to know you more on this DECA trip. I'm so excited. I am too. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.